I'm Bree. And I'm Shalika. And we are two long-term friends who get together once a week to chat over coffee or tea. Join us as we talk about all things black, white, and in between with, with Cafe, Cafe Confessions. Confessions. Hello everyone, welcome back to season four of Cafe Confessions. I am one half of your show, Brie. And I'm the other half, Shalika. Did you miss us? Oh my gosh, we've been gone, okay? <laughs> What's up, Brie? How you been? I've been good. I know that um, it's been some time and I, I don't even know if it's been like two months, three months, but... I feel like we are here, and that's all that really matters. How have you <laughs> <There> been? <laughs> uh, I have been good as well, and I'm right there with you. Like I said, I was telling you just before we started this, we were like, um, you still doing this? Where is Cafe Confessions? Uh, have no fear. We are back. Yes, we are. And, you know, with that said, this is just the start of literally a new season of our lives, of this show, season four. We are no longer new to this. We're true to this. And I am Ooh. super excited about what's coming on this season. What about you? I am. I am as well. Like, I'm not even sure what's going to happen. But, you know, we're going to get into why <laughs> mm -hmm. we're stepping into this new season and, you know, what we think may come out of it. Just just keep listening. You'll you'll hear. And just yes, a we'll dive into it on this show, actually, about like what's been going on with us. But mm -hmm. before we do, what are you drinking? I am drinking some H2O. Okay. And let me tell you why I'm drinking H2O today. Okay. Because last night I had some uh, jasmine green tea. Um, I got it from this place, Sweet Greens. If you have never been to Sweet Greens, ma'am, have you I've been, been wanting? I've been wanting to go. So this Man, is my okay. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, I was working out with two of my homegirls yesterday. And then after the workout, they were like, you know what? I think we deserve something good to eat. And I'm like, I'm thinking, ooh, me I, me too. Like, what are we trying to do? And they're like, have you ever been to Sweet Greens? It's like this salad place. And it's like kind of like Chipotle where you, you know, they make it in front of you. And I'm just like, salad, salad place. Like, I can do some rice right now. You know, I'm mm -hmm. very much a rice girl. But then I went in there. My friend, um, she goes in there often. So she's like, oh, you got to try the buffalo chicken salad, um, this uh guacamole green salad that they have i was like mm, i'm not really a guacamole person i was like let me try the buffalo chicken and it blew my mind and the fact that it was just so good it was so healthy you go in there and the greens they not browning and just <laughs> wilting away like it was like it was really it really felt like sweet greens i was like i can come in here and get a salad made. i feel like if you are a person that eats chick-fil-a salads and you're gonna spend that money there just go ahead and take your money to Sweet Greens if you have, you know, one near you. I promise you, so it's so worth it. And when I say that salad bowl was huge, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna finish all this. I ate every last bit of it, oh, wow. every last bit. It was fire. So yeah, that buffalo chicken, and I didn't change anything. Like I was looking at some of the ingredients, and I'm like, cherry tomatoes, mm -mm. pickles. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do what I normally do because I feel like it's going to take away from the creation. And I just went and I was like, just give it to me. Give it to me how you, how you do it. I'm and it was so the process. It. I did. See, that's what happens when you don't try to control the situation. Just mm -hmm. go with the flow. And it was delicious. So again, this is not an endorsement. I'm just, I just had it last night. <laughs> so. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. So, but I mean, if any Sweet Green listeners are out there, 
and you want to put your girl in, in a position with some money, go ahead and do that. Okay. Cafe <laughs> confessions, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and reach out to us. Thank you. Yes. Not even, not the, not the shameless plug within three minutes already. Shame. I it's see you on your season plug. four back. I mean, I we trying to get to the back. Okay. We trying to get there. Okay. So we talking about these brands. Let me tell you, go ahead, help us out, help us out. Cause we're yes, out. absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're drinking some healthy H2O. Yes. Um, so I, I'm drinking, I've been making my own coffee still. I'm still yes. holding it down. I am no longer a Starbucks girl. I don't even oh, spend no. money in Starbucks anymore, which is crazy. It's been like years, 10 years I've been going there, but. Oh my gosh. That's a hard breakup. Who would have known? Who would have known that I would have been like, yeah, I don't drink Starbucks anymore. I, I will if it's a pinch situation. But since I've been making my own coffee at home, I, okay, hear me out. Where's my coffee girls, my cafe <laughs> girls? I used to be wanting to be like, I want to be like a local coffee shop kind of chick. Um, I want to have like a little indie spot with like a little local barista, yada, yada, yada. But like coffee never hit for me at the local mm. coffee shops. It almost tasted like kind of like watered down or like, you know, it just wasn't doing it. It wasn't doing it. Mm. What it was, it wasn't the coffee shops. It was me. It was me. What do you mean? <laughs> I was a stone cold crackhead for like high caffeine and Starbucks uh, coffee is way too strong. Mm-hmm. GMO. Way. It's like the McDonald's of coffee shops. It totally is the McDonald's <laughs> of coffee shops. And like, I was hyped up on caffeine. Like I would get twitchy and like start losing it a little bit. Now that I'm going to these local coffee shops when I want to treat myself, I'm like, oh, this is more like quality over the quantity of like Mm -hmm. caffeine. It's like being a drug addict and trying to get your fix. And then you already at meth, but you trying to go back down to weed. And it's like, hold up. Like that's, it's not going to do it for you. So yeah, you got to let go of that, um, that junkie habit. Let go of that junkie <laughs> habit. And then on top of that, the espresso. I love espresso, whether like versus drip coffee, which is your standard just like cup of joe. But, um, oh, okay. I was like, what's drip coffee? Is it just- right. Like a like regular standard coffee maker, or, okay. you know, you filter it through. Some people just do the filter, you know, through like a paper bag or whatever into Got their you. cup, you know. But mm-hmm. espresso requires a machine and the, the, the grounds of it are kind of fine and more compacted. And then the water is pushed through those coffee grounds at a rate where it creates like this crema concentrated consistency of like two shots. I'm Mm. all deep into it. But since I've been making my own coffee at home, I've really kind of mastered my flavor and I've been using the Chobani sweet cream with a little bit of milk and the two shots of espresso and fucking phenomenal okay yeah it looks good it looks real good (laughs) i'm very proud of is that a glass straw it's a glass straw because i'm sustainable and i'm drinking Mm. out of a recycled mason jar so it's giving very bohemian um herbalist (laughs) witch um talk over here (laughs) (laughs) you're silly Yes, which I will be uh, taking you into my world a little bit because we're going to a herbal class on Monday. So yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> You'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But we're going to get right into it. So today's segment is tea over tea, right? Um, episode is just a catch up. Does not mean that it's any less impactful or powerful. 
because you guys have missed a lot of our lives. So we want to get mm-hmm. you caught up before we start this season for real, for real. But we are not going to start the season without some tea, some drama. Shay, what's your tea? You want me to go first? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I have two tier of teas. Okay. First, I want to start with my girl, Suki Hana. Now, for those of you that are aware, you know, Suki be out there. You know, her music is very raunchy and in your face. And, you know, they don't call her Suki with the good coochie for nothing. Okay. Mm -hmm. With all that said, all that said, all that taken into consideration, I truly feel like she was sexually assaulted in a way, harassed in a way, um, within a week she appeared um, on Candy's podcast. I don't know who the man was. I didn't care to know. But the entire time, this man is like, "You could." I was uncomfortable watching the interview, but he was like, oh, I just want to take you back there and just smell it. Like, I want to smell it. Like, you want to, you know, he's like, oh, I know it tastes good. I know it tastes like doing the most. And then at some point, he showed her a picture of his dick and was like, what do you think? Wait, and you air? can see her on air like while candy was talking it was like she's trying to pay attention to uh, what candy's saying and he's in the background like showing a picture and then she didn't react didn't say anything and then he's like what do you think obviously if i didn't say anything i don't think anything of it i don't think anything of it sir so it's situations like that and then yk osiris uh it looks like she was on a panel and he comes up to her grabs her mouth and she's like trying to pull away and he keeps trying to kiss her like, what are you doing? And then he runs to his boy laughing like, <laughs> give me your approval. Look what I just did. No, you don't. Y'all don't read signs. Just because this woman is out here popping her shit or whatever does not give you a right. And, you know, people are going to disagree with that. But I, fuck you. Like, I don't give a damn if I'm out here saying I'll suck 10 dicks. If I don't tell you personally, get up on my face. Like, don't. Who? What gives you the right to invade someone's space that way mm-hmm. or say something like that unless they gave you the okay, like you you personally gave you the okay? I just thought it was tasteless. And these men and then some of these women, I feel like you make it, it's almost like you excuse this bad sexual behavior and you're very much those people who be like well she was asking for it look what she was wearing look what she was saying look at the things that she was posting no no Mm -hmm. yes very much so and i it's just it's unfortunate and i feel really bad for her um and and it's sad because it feels like a lot of people don't have sympathy for her because she's like you know i don't really know how to speak up for myself i was very uncomfortable you know, not not sure what to do in those situations. And the thing is, she was surrounded by a bunch of men when that YK Osiris thing happened. And not one of them was like, hey, chill out. Go over there. Get away. Mm-hmm. Something. Nobody mm-hmm. said anything. They just watched. So I feel like it, it is it is sad that, like, you can't even, like, be funny. You can't even be yourself without someone taking it a little bit too far. So that's my first tea over tea. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm so sorry for Sukihana that she has to be going through that. I feel like men don't allow women, like, autonomy over their bodies. Um, especially if that woman is in some type of sex work or open with her sexuality. It's almost like men see it as an open door to violate 
yes yes absolutely it it honestly exposes the seedy underbelly of like the male patriarchy and how they view women in sex and it's just so disgusting that you would even allow yourself to go that far in public let alone how are you conducting yourself behind closed doors hello now i'm kind of on edge with both of these two characters because it's like have you sexually assaulted someone in private Mm-hmm. you know if mm-hmm. you can do this i i don't know how you can even get that comfortable in front of cameras for one to Hello. even think something like that was you know acceptable but prayers for her um you know what? let me not say that i don't i don't want to pray for people you know just sending lots of love to her but that's a conversation for another day so my tea um is actually a little bit salacious as well it is on this show the idol i don't know if you guys have been watching Mm -mm. that it's a new hbo series that released two weeks ago so you're only on episode two uh three drops tomorrow and it's starring the weekend and lily oh i've been hearing about okay go ahead yeah i've been hearing about this okay okay yeah this is drama this is drama so (laughs) um you know i'm a media girly i love a good movie a good show i'll eat it up but Sam Levinson, he is the creator of Euphoria. Um, that's how you guys may know him. However, The Idol is a show about the underbelly of Hollywood and cults through the lens of this pop star, Jocelyn, who was actually played by Lily Rose Depp. And she meets a cult leader. His name is Tedros. And that is played by The Weeknd. So pause here. I just want to say on our episodes sometime last season, I had said that cults are on the rise. I truly believe this. I feel like a lot of cult culture has been popping up in our media. And this is how they kind of like start doing like predictive programming of, hey, you know, this is what's on the rise. I saw a Urban Outfitters commercial and it was giving very much cults, very much mushroom vibes. And I was like, okay, like mm-hmm. we're headed in this direction where I feel like we are so desperate to be seen and valued in these niche groups that they're gonna turn into culty like spaces. I can't explain it. I just feel it in my bones. But we'll get to that another time. So initially the show was directed by um a director, her name is Amy Smites. I hope I'm saying that correct correctly. She actually directed a show called The Girlfriend Experience, which was about the underbelly of sex work. And it was a beautiful show. Woman directed um with even with the sex scenes, it felt safe, right? Well, she had directed 80% and completed 80% of the idol. And she just left abruptly without warning, without saying anything. This then had Sam Levinson and The Weeknd collaborate to take over the show and give it a full creative overhaul. And they felt the show was heading way too far into a female perspective. Put a pin in this. Anytime a man can lead with this kind of thought process, you know you're in for a shit show you am i wrong this is some bullshit this is already turning into bullshit okay now this uh, article was released back in march the show just released this month okay so this has been pumped up for three months before the show even got on air and even longer with some of the drama so the sources of this information had claimed that sam levinson ramped up the nudity and disturbing sexual content that was the too much of the female perspective the safety of our fucking actors by the way mm, okay that's why she got, got up out of there she got up out of there was they said mm-hmm. she had mentioned that it was kind of like planned for her to fail from the jump and mm-hmm. mr sam levinson 
we should have known your ass was shady with euphoria i went back and watched yeah. euphoria from top to bottom and i know that i was enamored by like the costuming and the music and the filming and the pans and all these things and the cinematic features but the core of the show is children engaging in sexual activity and drugs and I should have seen it sooner that you are not to be trusted because anyone that can be so I don't I don't understand why shows can't pre- show college students. Why right. do we have to go to high school? Because and then, there's an obsession. There's it's an a, obsession. Mm-hmm. It's almost we talked about this in the in the in the porn episode that we did. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's these kind of people that get this this funding and say, well, I'm just going to play on fucking camera and show these disturbing things. So whole time the show wasn't out. I was eating this up like, oh, I can't wait to watch it. I'm curious to see what they're doing just for my own personal like gauge. OK, mm-hmm. Whew. did I fucking have a heart attack a few times watching the show? We'll get to my review in a second. So these reports are coming from the produced not the producers the production crew of the show they're basically saying that once amy left the weekend sam and sam took over it started feeling really degrading and sleazy it went from being about a star falling victim to a predatory industry turning into a love story about falling in love with a sleazy cult member yeah so the underlying message of the show thrown out the window and then on top of that Everyone has said that the set was toxic and I quote, wildly, disgustingly off the rails. Wow. Okay, that's some words. That's some words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there have been reports that The Weeknd wanted more airtime and his character ramped up and the show to be centered around him. And there have been reports that Lily Rose Depp has been avoiding The Weeknd on set. And there was a little issue on the red carpet where they pushed the woman out of the way. She is the star of the show. Sam Levinson in the weekend booted her out of the way to get all the pop photos. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so now let's get into the actual what? show. I don't, I'm not going to give you guys too many spoilers so that you guys can watch it yourself. Um, pretty much, <sighs> this show is so sleazy and cringy and uncomfortable that I'm disgusted with HBO for greenlighting it. I'm blown away that they said, yeah, we're going to put this on air. Like how many times do we have to see like the Harvey Weinsteins and these sleazy directors and you're just like, yep, we're going to greenlight it. Mm-hmm. It's way over sexualized. By the way, Lily Rose Depp is queer. She's actually in a lesbian relationship right now with 07 Shake Kalani's oh, okay. ex. Yes, they are like heavily romantically involved right now. So you're putting a queer woman who prefers, I'm assuming, female partners in a space to be damn near raped on camera every fucking second by male co- coworkers. That's disturbing. Okay. All right. I just need to back up for a second. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the original director, can you say her name again? Amy Smites, I believe. Okay. So you're saying that what she directed, 80% of it was thrown out? Thrown out. And they, they redid Read the, the shows. Mm-hmm. So. More okay. sleazy, more sex, more disturbing. So I'm just trying to think if, <laughs> if HBO probably green, you know, green lit it when you know, she had her vision or whatever, whatever it was. And maybe it was just too late to back out of it now. But still, 
as an organization, you have a responsibility because I'm sure some things had to get approved because you can't just put anything on the air. Nope. Like you can't. So what got me was it was going into like a female lens, but this is the lens that you wanted to go in. Correct. Sleazy. Oh, it is so disgusting. Like it, it made... I'm not afraid to watch disturbing movies. I've seen it all. Okay. I've seen yeah. a suburban a film. I was into banned movies for a large period of time. The sleazier, the better was my thing. This show is for the mass, the public. This is not a banned illegal movie or TV show. Mm-hmm. This is something we are putting out there for people, regular, degular people who don't really have full autonomy over their brains. And I'm not trying to be rude, but a lot of people live on autopilot. Let's be honest. A lot of people yeah. just consume whatever is given to them to consume without thoughts right yeah and everything is easily accessible like you don't know who's watching i mean i, I guess kid uh parents can put stuff on like control parental control but it's not even just the kids you got to worry about you got to worry about the teens you got to worry about an adult that's just like not all the way there trying to reenact some of the stuff that they're seeing and yeah this is there was one, I'll give you a little hint. There was one specific sex scene with Lily, Lily Rose Depp was getting choked out by the weekend with a robe over her face. And then he pulls out a knife, okay, with this robe over her face. She can't see shit. Pulls out a knife and then cuts a hole with the knife in her mouth so that she could finally breathe while he's having sex with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, blindfolds her and has a person watching him and her have sex. Things like this. Right, right, right. Wow. Yes, wow, wow is correct. And it's, it is giving me just the vibes of like unsafe, unsafety. I don't like it. I, yeah. I shame on the weekend. We should have known he was a goddamn sleazebag because of his music. But the another layer of this drama is that the weekend influenced the character that Lily Rose Depp is playing based on private conversations that he has had and experience with, with Selena Gomez. Yes, let's sit with that. Mm-hmm. It also makes sense why she got the fuck up out of there too. Um, um, you know, <laughs> I just, I'm just, <laughs> I don't even know what to say because like, you know what, when I was listening to the weekend, you know, like post rehabilitation. If I'm thinking about, <laughs> if I'm thinking about his music, it was very much like druggy. We're all on drugs. We're all fucking. We're all doing this, and it's just an experience. I don't know what his new music sounds like. I feel like it's probably the same, but just like with a little bit of pop on it. Like it's still very toxic. It's still very like, but you don't know because it's like upbeat but i i don't know it's i feel like now i gotta re-listen to what the hell like i've been listening to to catch on yes and you gotta watch this because now that you're putting this in my brain that yeah mr abel mr uh mm-hmm. the weekend you have had issues with narcotics and you're on the show giving people cocaine it's like what the fuck is going on? Who greenlit that? Who said, yeah, let's go ahead and have this man do fake drugs as if he's not a recovering addict? addict. <laughs> First of all, like, why would you even put that temptation? Like, oh, yeah, I remember doing this. I know I'm not really snorting it, but like, I like the feeling. I might go and right. go home fuck? and do something. Yeah. Like, 
It's giving my old connect still. No, this is insane. Okay, it's first insane. of all, it's insane. My thing is the fact that you can go deep within your imagination if it's your imagination, because you know some of these things you just never know. Like being in like fame, you don't know what a person could have experienced. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say imagination, but I'm saying loosely. The fact that you can go deep into that and then bring that character to life. Right. That's a little, that's a lot. That's, I don't know. Like that, that type of show feel, I feel like there needs to be some sort of like trigger warning, like Absolutely. throughout the show. Just, just a little bit that you've talked about. Like I'm, I don't even know what to expect. It makes sense because I saw that there was a lot of backlash, but I was like, oh, I don't understand. Like, I thought it was around like him just stepping into acting, but I never like read too much into it. I was like, oh, okay. You know, he's in a new show, but I see fucking why, like, oh no. And I mean, I don't know if it's, um, I'm calling him Abel because he's trying to rebrand out of the weekend. I don't know if Abel's Caucasian side kicked in a little bit, but <laughs> they have him in a bad wig that I'm like, I know you know better. I know you know damn well. I don't know why Tyler Perry wigs are even a thing, but this is giving very much Tyler Perry um, season drama. This no. is like, why did I get married part four type of wig? Oh, and no. you greenlit this in 2023. You have the best lace fronts, you know, invisible 360 lace fronts out there. And they gave this man a rat tail wig and I can't, it is so thin. It's like Ginny Craig diet thin. Um, oh, no. It's, it's just... Why are they not hiring the, the right people for this? Do you know how many times I see a lace front being slayed that I got to double check? Like, is that their hair? Like, right. is this... And, and you got these freaking party city wigs on where the shit just look like it's sitting on top of your head. Like, mm-hmm. I know you had money in the budget. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, how you spend all this money to make it look like someone's really snorting and injecting and raping and all that, mm-hmm. but you can't spend money on a realistic wig? Like, this yes. is... You can't spend money on a... And they they weren't in, in a budget. They spent a lot of money on, like, the costuming and the clothes because it is about a Hollywood starlet. So she's not going to be wearing, like, cheap shit. And they actually filmed the show at the weekend's house. Now, before I knew this... No, I, why would you even want that energy right. in your house? It's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. Oh, I know. My God, so man. before they filmed the, before I even went into like, where did they film this at? I was looking at the house. I was like, whoever owns this house is a piece of shit. This is season, this is episode one. I was like, you're a piece of shit. Whoever created this home, the energy of the home on camera fell off. Then a week later, I found out it was this man's home. So that was like confirmation from spirit that you got a lot going on. The weekend is untrust. I don't trust him. And we should have known in Uncut Gems. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember him in Uncut Gems. He was doing drugs in Uncut Gems. He was acting shady. He was trying to force his dick on that woman who was, yes. Okay, this is his character. Every mm-hmm. time you're on mm-hmm. camera or doing a song, you are, you're showing us who you are, sir. We have to believe that you yeah. are shady. I can't, I'm not going off of anything else besides what you're showing me, what you're giving me, what you're signing up for. You're not taking roles that are showing your artistic talents as far as acting, no. right? Mm-mm. You like, it's like typecasting. Yes. Like that's, but you're, you, that's your, that's what you want to do. Like that is, if you constantly take roles like that, obviously people are going to see you like that, but Mm -hmm. then it's not hard to believe because if they're saying 
you're pulling this stuff out of like real life experiences, experiences with a relationship that might've been a little, mm, I don't, I don't know, man, y'all. No, when yes. someone, last thing, I'm almost done with this. Last thing someone had said, like, once the news came out about this being about Selena Gomez, they were like, if you go and listen to Selena Gomez music, it sounds exactly like the music they're portraying on the show. I personally don't listen to Selena Gomez. So yeah. I was like, okay, I can listen to this with fresh ears. And oh, yeah, once I heard it, I was like, this was heavily influenced by The Weeknd. I went back to when they were dating and it was very like, <sighs> <sighs> like a lot of sexual <laughs> I was shocked what? I was shocked but you know what Selena was going down a little rabbit hole because I love the movie Spring Breakers and that was supposed to be her like big moment again another like Sam Levinson vibe love Spring Breakers but it was about like her Vanessa Hudgens like going to Spring Break in Florida and getting roped into like the seedy underbelly of like what Spring Break was all about do you ever remember this and she was like doing drugs this was around the time she was dating the weekend and it's like the same fucking energy and Tedros which is the weekend's character he is a cult leader of stars he's trying to get these like bullshit people off the ground so he's like having sex with everybody and torturing them and they're all talented and they all sing and and the star of the show is his new target so he's trying to wrap this woman up into his cult and i'm like how much is this is based off of how you actually view being a celebrity i'm gonna end there watch it for yourselves and we could talk about it okay i just have one last thing i say because i keep thinking i haven't even seen this the, the show but like the scene where you describe he's basically covering her mouth and has to cut a hole. Like I keep thinking like, how, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to be on some like some real fucking heavy drugs to have someone cut a hole into your mouth. And I don't know if, if she was like, oh yeah, you cut a hole, but we're still going. Like, I feel like the slightest pinch, I'm going to move. Like, this is just not. This sounds disturbing as hell. I'm sorry. No, you're like, I'm intrigued. You need to check this out as soon as you can. But I feel like I'm going to give it views. And if I give it views, they're going to continue with this oh, show. I know. I know. I hate. I That's the only thing. Because, you know, my little free site is not up <gasps> and running anymore. Right. Wait, STD or S. Wow. S2S2D. I didn't want to release the name. <laughs> Correct. I didn't want yes. to re- that one is not up anymore. They canceled it this last week. So yeah, I can't. I don't Damn. have my little anonymous way of watching shows anymore. So I'm like, fuck, I got to give you my view. That shit had everything. Like every series to movies. And- everything. everything. Damn. So I'm back on my free trial bullshit. So oh. yeah, it's okay. I mean, it, it doesn't take no time to create a new email address and set up a new password and you know remember to set a date to cancel it before they charge your card it's really not that (laughs) not that much work but i'll make it work oh man yeah uh my friend not my friend my cousin would be like every time power starts up i'll renew my my um subscription and as soon as that shit go off i'm canceling it (laughs) so There are ways around it because F these places, like they're just doing too much. Like I'm not about to have a subscription to every place. Hell no, I'm not. So 
whatever y'all that's my tea over tea do what you will with that information but what is going on with uh your next tea over tea oh my gosh i'm gonna make this short and sweet (laughs) um i am just gonna say men some men will never miss an opportunity to embarrass the hell out of you Mm -mm. obviously summer walker is dating big meech little meech whatever his name is and this woman posts a video of herself in his chain so of course naturally people are going to start questioning like why does this man have on your chain he's clearly in a relationship with summer walker she just spoke so highly of you on her episode with carisha on carisha please and you're out here embarrassing this woman so summer obviously messages the woman and then she starts off hi love oh i'm such a big fan i promise we had no conversation I got into the car because the security let me in the car and he let me wear his chain. You see that um, Lil Meech confirms this like, oh, I don't know that girl. Like I would never touch no whatever. And she ugly, blah, blah, blah. Now that's where he fucked up. Okay. Because all it took was you to call her ugly for her to just release all the information. So you, you did it a little bit too much. Like if you was going to pay, which he, and she released some text messages where he was like, I'll send over the funds right now. And she basically called you out. Like, yeah. Okay. If I'm, I'm not ugly. The security got no action. And did you tell summer she was on FaceTime when you was about to go upstairs with some girl? Embarrassing, 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 embarrassing. First of all, your chain gets around way too much. You're too comfortable around these known women that are out there. I'm not, I'm not even going to disrespect them because as long as there are men that are going to feed into that, then the disrespect shouldn't be on you. It should be on them. All that to say, y'all are so embarrassing. Y'all, y'all are so quick to try and pay somebody off thinking that like, that's really going to work. And then you, you fuck it up by calling the girl ugly. Like you could have really just like got away with this, but you just had to open your mouth and put too much extras on it. And now you look stupid. But what upsets me is doing all of that, seeing all of that, experiencing all that, especially like what summer has gone through with the last, I guess, two men that she's been with for her to post a picture posted up with this man. I'm like, you're never going to learn. You're never going to learn. And we're going to get another album about how these niggas ain't shit and whatever the case may be. But I don't care. Like, I feel like one, if you are, even if he did not mess with homegirl, it's the fact that one, she had your chain on. It's two, that you were going to basically try and give her hush money. And three, that the girl talking about how much she's a fan and basically lying. Like, you can't trust anybody. And I just, I just could not be in that industry. I don't think I could date anyone in a, any sort of industry where they have too much access. They have too much temptation coming to them left and right, because I would not believe that you would be faithful. And it's just been proven time and time again. Time and time again. I totally agree with you. Um, When it comes to this situation, you know, we really don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But if I had to assume, which, you know, that's the word I'm going to use, Miss Summer Walker she has a pattern and a history of choosing unavailable men. Like Mm. you at some point, you gotta be like, let me look in the mirror and be like, what is going on with me to keep attracting this type of energy? There is something within her and I'm not blaming this situation on her because it's fully on me, but the discernment of 
these dudes that you are giving your time and energy to and having babies with no judgment, but it is just a fact you're, you're not really thinking it through. I think she's in love with being in love yeah, and not like really looking for a beneficial partner for her. Mr. Meech is, it's obvious. I don't know who in their right mind would give that man the time of day for a serious relationship. He, Let's just look at his history. He is riding his daddy's coattails, okay? Mm-hmm. He is not a celebrity. He is now becoming a celebrity based on, you know, him playing his father in the series. So he was pretty much like in, grandfathered into that role because right. his dad is his dad. But Mr. Man was not like going to the school of, you know, acting and trying to, you were able to portray your father because you were the closest to him, pretty much like Ice Cube's son. You know what I mean? Grandfathered into the role. But the difference between these two characters is that O'Shea Jackson, O'Shea actually really put the work in to do roles outside of portraying his dad. Exactly. Right. And he really has done the work and the studying to be an actor. He's funny. He could be a little bit crazy. He's all these things. But Meech plays a very specific role. And it's like, are you going to ride that until the end of days? Are you going to get on your own Zoom? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to try and get some other roles going because granted, I hear that BMF is a great show, but if it gets canceled, like what's next? Are you going, you just going to keep rocking that same BMF chain? Like, can we get you another chain? Correct. Can we get you another? That's your dad's thing. What is your thing? And I feel like this is a highlighted way for him to, the moment she announced her relationship with him, I was like, this man is looking for an in back into the Hollywood scene. You got to know, like your bag is coming to a close at some point. Once you start something, you inevitably, inevitably open the door for the ending of it. So you got into the BMF show. You have to be prepared for what happens after the show. Oh, let me start dating these celebrity women. Oh, who's an easy target? Oh, Summer Walker seems like she would be interested in what I'm throwing because she loves love oh Mm -hmm. here we go again I have this man on my arm who's not treating me right and maybe he's my muse for my next breakup album you never know but it just doesn't really seem pure hearted on either maybe I'm crazy yeah that's unfortunate (laughs) and I agree with you like I'm not trying to blame Summer for his infidelity but I'm just like if someone if someone shows you who they are like at some point you have to believe them like I don't care if it was innocent it's the fact that y'all were in cahoots with the lie to basically said that to say that we were never we never spoke like it's just that's too much and I feel like there are too many women out there that are comfortable with taking hush money Mm -hmm. and playing a role and even if it's just for a moment like that's scary I feel like that sort of energy like you could put my life at risk Mm-hmm. And when you have kids, like I'm not saying that you're free from error, but at some point, and granted she is young, but at some point you have to be like, do I have a daughter? Would I want my daughter to go through these same things? Like I have to be better for them. You're already financially set. Okay. Your kids mm-hmm. will be set, but you have to make better decisions for the potential man that is going to be in their life. And for you too, like, if you keep accepting, people don't really change. They just learn how to adjust. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to that cheating shit. Okay, well, she took me back this time. I'm just going to be more calculated with my steps. Okay, I'm not going to do this. Or I'm going to send messages in vanishment. Like there's, 
I'm not gonna keep getting on her, but I think just as some mm. women and women like love is layered, okay? Like healthy love is layered. It's not just the aesthetic of it or just the idea of like dating. There's a whole spiritual aspect and I always see the spiritual side. And I feel like you have to be whole within yourself in order to really find true love. Like, yeah, you could get lucky maybe, you know, with a partner who's on the same level who wants to grow with you at the same rate. But if one person has malicious, you know, intent and someone else is just like blinded by the love, we're setting ourselves up for a toxic cycle. And even with her getting with, oh boy, that, you know, what's his name? Her first baby daddy? Who uh, that London. London. Right, right, Trek. right, right. Okay. I haven't heard him do a song in years. Um, but he probably saw her as an opportunity and was like, oh, she could sing. Okay. This is a cash cow for me. Same thing with like Blueface and Krishan. Now Blueface yes. and Jaden, which we're not <laughs> going to talk about today because that's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. Mm-hmm. But these mm-hmm. men are predatorial out here. So as a woman, I feel like it's our duty to ourselves, our self-love to make sure that our mental state is on point. Yes. I I was just talking about this with um, the same girls last night. We were literally just having that conversation. Like sometimes when you don't have like an adequate teacher, whether that be a father figure and typically it should be a father figure. And I don't know, like summer's uh, bringing, but sometimes when you don't have a man telling you like, even it, it could even be brothers, cousins, whatever. But someone that knows the game, someone that's like, "Hey, basically, men are gonna sell you a damn dream, right?" <laughs> and it is up to you to decipher what's real and what's bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. I think I talked about this on the show. Like, I think I was in eighth grade, and my my brother was in the front seat talking it up to this girl. And I remember he took the phone out and he was like, "Hey, don't ever let a man talk to you like this." Like. <laughs> Right, I remember tell me this. Yes, yes. What? Yes. It's like because they know what they're doing. Like, they know what they're doing. They know, and they see the t- like you said, like Summer being a target because she loves the idea of love. Like, I mean, like what woman just doesn't want that? I don't know. I just and feel this like always goes back to the pimping episode because there is something that certain your men recognize mm-hmm. within certain women that is yes. just a fact that is just the truth see i love me some sugar free as an artist but that man would never get the time of day never i, I don't give a never. damn about what the fuck you're talking about because you're talking in riddles you know men like that like to cause confusion yeah. they it's just something within these certain men that i could pinpoint and be like you have it you have it you have it you have it so you got to be on your tippy toes because exactly. Mr. Meech has it. Wasn't his dad in jail forever? So you don't think that that man was getting, you know, backyard, junkyard, prison yard lessons from on the phone and mm-hmm. in letters. That's how those mm-hmm. men operate. Trust and believe me because I know my dad was one of them. Right. And I am neutral to our situation. Um, no shade towards my father whatsoever. But he taught me a lot on what I don't want in a man. Exactly. Right. But I didn't learn that until I found out what it is that I deserve in a man. So I had to go through a bunch of of these mental fucking games with these terrible shady characters in order to learn the steps. And I could have saved myself a lot of heartache, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of deep shame if I would have been taught from a young age how to conduct myself with predatorial men, how to spot them. Exactly. I mean, and let me just say this, because I feel like. A lot of times, even if someone did try to tell you, 
sometimes when you meet a person and they give you all the butterflies and there's chemistry there, if you're not so secure within yourself, like Mm -hmm. someone can just tell you, oh, you're so beautiful. And if you've never heard that you're beautiful, you're going to soak that shit all up. So it's not even being prepared for these type of men. It's being so confident within yourself that it's like, thank you, but I already knew this. Like, I I know that I'm all these things. You're going to have to try a little bit harder than if that. you want. You're going to come like, a little bit better than that. You're going to have to come better, like, mm-hmm. and being able to see certain things so you can protect yourself against these faulty-ass men. Like, and with, I'm not even going to say it's just men, but there are some people out there that will sell a dream. There are some tricksters out there. So, ladies... Please be aware. Don't be listening to them where uh, words, listen to them patterns, listen to them actions. That's going to speak louder than anything that they saying. And if you catch them once, uh, chances are you might catch them again. So whatever you do with that, yo business. Best of luck to you, Miss um, Summer Walker. <laughs> Moving on to our absolutely <laughs> out of our long intro into our the meat and potatoes of this show. We are catching up with each other. Give us an update. What have you been up to since the season ended? So, so much. I actually have a list. Okay. okay? <laughs> I was really thinking about this. Like, what have I been up to? So the last time we met, I did not talk about me seeing SZA, which was everything for me. Damn near front row, saw my girl crying, happy, went through all the emotions possible. She puts on a really great show. She was out there dancing. I loved, you know, just how she had a mixture of dancers, like from all different shapes and sizes. Love that. Um, So, yeah, I'll be seeing her again. Picked up on Mindful Complexions. So I had my first show um, uh, middle of April. Um, created some new products. I'm supposed to be talking with uh, one of my really good friends who, you know, we were doing the business together. So, you know, we're just trying to find some time because we're really going to get it going, removing some things that just no longer serve us. And I think that was like um, my biggest thing, just because over the years, I've learned so much about skin that I felt like there are certain products that I didn't want to sell anymore, even if they were like, some of our favorites just because I knew new information. Mm. So I'm really excited about that. So be on the lookout. And if y'all didn't know this first time you're hearing, I do skincare. It's called Mindful Complexions and it's my baby. And I've been doing it since 2016 and absolutely love it. Um, Oh, I was pursued by a pimp. Since we were just talking about pimps. Yes. So I was at work. Oh, wow. And... (laughs) Okay. Instantly, when I saw this man, I was like, this man is a pimp. Like, you could just tell. Mm-hmm. You could just tell. So, like, he kept... What city every was time this? I, this was in Rancho. Okay, so where was he from? I'm curious. I didn't ask all them questions. I'm curious if he's from Pomona. Go ahead. Um, I, well, I, let's, you know let's what? Let's get into it. Let's Let get me into t- it. actually tell you, because... <laughs> <laughs> I had asked him, um, we got into a conversation. I had asked him, I was like, oh, are you from around here? And he said, I, you know, I'm not from around here, but I be around here. And I said, mm, pimp, 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 talking in riddles right now. But okay. So he just kept asking, um, you know, asking me questions and was like, oh, you know, you know, who, who man, I got to bust over the head so I can get your number. And I said, Love oh, mommy. I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry, sir. It's not going to happen. But he made me feel very, very uncomfortable. I felt like I held it in well, 
But I was like, this man is low key kind of scary because like, you know, he's doing all this slick talking and then talking about, oh, you know, you so mind you kept calling me beautiful, kept trying to talk himself up. And I'm like, sir, you old enough to be my goddamn granddaddy. Did he give you a name? He did not give me a name. I got, oh, I have a video. I have a video because I took, I, I recorded it. I had like a little girl. I, I was like, I, you know what? I think I recorded it because I was supposed to send it to you. Girl, I was like, Bree's not going to believe this. But I, I was like, I got to record this man. I am going to send you yes. the damn video because I was like, this man is a pimp. Like, I'm yes. sorry. He's a pimp. Send me the video right now so I could like go over it. Well, I got you. <laughs> Got you. Um, we had a Colts conspiracy and cocktails night. Which <gasps> right. I, yeah, uh, so yeah. Jealous. We all we all spoke about conspiracies, and I felt like if you were there, you would have had that cult aspect. Like you would have been able to just bring something. So we only had like really like a conspiracy and cocktails night. But so when round two come around, you have Please. to be a part of it. But it was actually really interesting. Um, some of the things that we talked about. Um, I learned a lot. And when I was like doing like my subject and I was talking about basically how these people was eating us mm -hmm. during the slave trade, mm -hmm. I stand beside that. I'm sorry. I stand beside that. These men, these people that was shipping us were hungry. And who do you think was prime steak when they ran out of food? Okay. Us. Hold on. Because that's another running theme. People think I'm crazy with my running themes. I will. I would like to predict two years in advance. Okay. I just there's. It's not that I'm like psychic. It's a pattern, and I feel like some people have good patterns with numbers and yada yada yada. Right. Like my pattern is I could see what is the streamline in the media in the the agenda, if you will. Mm. And they have been like I said. They have been promoting cannibalism cigarettes are probably going to make a comeback that's how i feel people are going to like get away from vaping and try to get back to the natural source of smoking they're going to try to mm. do like a healthy cigarette i just feel it in my bones like oh smoking is a new thing amongst like the indie sleaze crowd and cannibalism is being heavily influenced i'm not saying like people are just going to be barbecuing niggas on the street that's not what we're, we're, we're obviously we're not going to do that but when you look at the media, like let's say you look at the 80s, right? And you look at the themes of the 80s. When you watch TV shows and film, you could see the colors. You could see the, the, the thought process of the community as a collective at that time when you look at decades. So when we look at decades, I love to look at horror films because that will kind of tell you what the people are fearing at the time. Mm -hmm. A lot of horror agendas right now are going into cults and cannibalism. Those are two things that are on the rise. And I think that cannibalism is very popular right now because people are concerned about the food shortage. So, yes, like like mm -hmm. this, this is it's not about the cannibalism itself. It's about like what people are fearing and how do they portray that into art? Because art absolutely imitates life. So I could get all up into this. But OK, talking about cannibalism Ooh. on point for today. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, because, all right, so I don't know if you've uh, heard this story, but apparently there's some sort of like flesh-eating bacteria happening at the Florida beaches. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's like something going on over there. But there was recently a story about a man that was, I think he was bit by a family member or something. And because of that, they're like, 
this man ended up passing on this like flesh eating bacteria to, you know, him, he got bit on the leg or whatever. So a lot of people were kind of nervous about that. They're like, okay, are we living in resident evil? Like what's going on right now? Like, you know, zombies possibly happening. Um, I didn't dig too deep into that, but I have noticed a lot more of the shows that I've been seeing have been around that. And it's not necessarily like humans, but it is like some sort of like monstrous thing that's like eating people. I don't know if you're familiar with that show from. Yes, I've been watching it. I don't, I haven't gotten okay. to where they're eating people yet. So if that's- what, Are you on season one? Season one are from still. And I just okay. got to the place where the new family just re- realized they ain't leaving. So- Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, we write about, I'm, I think I'm like a couple episodes ahead of you, but- so I'm not going to release any information. Okay, okay, okay. When, when you watch it, we'll talk about it. But uh, Also, it's in that show, too. Yellow Jackets, I know, has some cannibalism. When mm-hmm. we think about the movies that were released, um, it's called, like, Flesh and Bone or, or something like that. Uh, Bones and All. Bones and All with Timothy Chalamet. That was all about cannibalism. Um, Fresh came out. That was about cannibalism. A couple Atlanta episodes where they were eating hands. Um, yep. So this is a running, if you just really fine-tune it, and you see the the pattern, you'll see how many people are talking about eating people right now. I mean, I feel like some of these people that create shows have access to information, have access to parties that we obviously do not. And I think that's what Atlanta was trying to highlight too. It's like, you know, there's the a chance is, that, right? <laughs> yes, like you may just end up there, you know? Right. So... <laughs> I mean, I would not be surprised, like, you know, when people disappear, when people are saying like, okay, they found this person and they were missing all their organs and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. granted, I know that the black market may be selling to the highest bidder, but like, it may not always be I'm selling because I need a replacement organ. It could be I'm selling because I like this organ. Like, I... I like this type of people. I want to have them for dinner. You know, that type of shit. So <laughs> it's not funny, but yeah, absolutely. It's not funny. It makes me very, very nervous, but it's like, that's what goes through my mind when it comes to like, you know, people are missing. And it's like, I don't think it's just like, I guess it is a form of trafficking, but I don't think it's sex trafficking always. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. people just know information that we are not aware to aware of. And, um, It makes me a little nervous because if it's starting to come to theaters, if it's starting to come to like our natural TV programming that we're watching, it's almost like how you said, like they're trying to normalize it in a way. So Mm -hmm. like you're not, there's like really no like shock factor when like it actually starts to happen. So no, because they have to, if we get into conspiracy talk, which is why I met a this cocktail party, because this is where I literally <laughs> thrive. But there is a law called the law of karma. And if you believe in like universal law, which could be an episode in itself. But one of the laws, law of karma means in order for you not to increase your karmic debt, you must tell people what you're doing and give them the free will to choose. And how they do that, it's not like, hey, y'all. Do y'all want to eat people or you guys are eating people? I'm not going to tell you like that, but I may make a joke about it or I may make satire or do a stand up show or make a a comedy movie to where even if you believe it, you're going to question your own discernment. 
right? But it doesn't matter if you question your own discernment or not. They put it out there for you to consume. So you have to, which is why we get the Simpsons having all these predictions and all these things because mm-hmm. you have free will. You can choose not to engage with the the thought process of what, you know, big corporations are trying to show us. Okay, I'm getting on a tangent. We can't talk about this stuff on the show because I will get into it. But there was a That's movie that we have to talk about it on the show. <laughs> There was a movie that came out called Soylent Green in the 70s. And it was about cannibalism in the year 2022. So we're right on the note. We're right on the mark with these predictive programmings. And I don't know if you heard about McDonald's, but they have been under fire because people have been finding teeth in their food. No, no. I'm serious. This is real shit. No. This is not even a joke. I don't know what type of teeth, like animal teeth, because obviously when they're grinding up the meat, like they don't pick out stuff. They just grind in the the leftovers of everything. So you're going to get a beak and some tone. I'm sorry. No, and we're not talking about teeth like beaks or whatever. We're talking about like a tooth. Like we haven't found one with like a silver cap or anything that would... Is it animal or is it human we don't teeth? Know. That's n- we don't know. But look it up. I'm telling you, it's lots and lots and lots of people have been finding teeth in their McDonald's. For real. And somebody had came out, some conspiracy theorist was like, yeah, McDonald's is one of the largest corporations that purchases. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Because I can't remember who told me this freaking story, but they basically said they knew someone that worked at, a, I don't know, like a... Um, not necessarily like a factory mm. where they were grinding up the meat mm. and the meat grinder was going and I guess like maybe a finger or something like got grinded up into the meat and they don't go back and like mm. remove that shit. Mm-mm. They just, they just, the machine just keep going. Like I don't, <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm, okay. I, so I would not be shocked if most of the population has eaten a person. Or a bit of a person. Imagine if there was a test. If that, there's not already, oh, I think about that. That you time. could take a test for people and bugs. Like if they could, and hair, and uh, like object plastic. I know for a fact. I've I've ate some hair, some bugs. I know. I just know. I just know. Ah! I know. And like, if they had like a running scale of like you've eaten this body has had thirty two spiders. I would jump out of a window. I would mm. say this is it, y'all. I've done. First off, God don't ever send me back to this motherfucking place again. I don't want to come <laughs> back here. I don't want to come back. It's dirty down here. I don't like it's it. Dirty. Please, it's grimy. I don't want to be here anymore. Okay. Well, I, I want to still live my life. Let me not put harm into my universe. But I don't want to come back to this bitch. I am <laughs> done. <laughs> It's sad. Like, it's barbaric. Send me to another planet. <laughs> anywhere. Okay, not anywhere. Anywhere that's better than this place, send me there. But, okay, moving forward. So, what else was going on? I, it, we totally got sidetracked. No, that's okay. Um, besides that, it has been a lot of birthday celebrations and wedding celebrations. So, I have been so busy. Like, I'm so busy that the busyness hasn't even stopped. Like, Mm. it's almost like it's just getting started because there's so many birthdays in July. There's celebrations in June, um, August, obviously. I It's so much that I have not even planned anything for my birthday. I'm just like, look, we can go get dinner. We could be chill. Because I just feel like there's just, I don't know. Like, there's just too much. Like, there's just no time to do any of that. So, 
Yeah. So besides that, I but I have been having fun. I like I love seeing my friends and you know just be celebrated on their day, whether that's a birthday or engagement thing. So that's that's been really fun. On the not so fun side, but more so like I needed this side. Um, some of you know, I've been going through a friendship breakup, not ready to fully talk about that just yet, but in the midst of going through my friendship breakup, I've also been trying to get through my depression and I was faced with a lot of hard lessons these last two months. And, um, and some of the lessons weren't necessarily like directly towards me, but something that I was able to witness And it was more so like, you know, we talked about it and I felt like it was more so confirmation that I'm exactly where I needed to be. Like things that have been happening were meant to happen. So because I'm in a space now where I was ready to listen and I was ready to learn. Mm. So I will say, you know, these last two months haven't all been great. And even going through some of these lessons, obviously they're not great but it was needed. And I feel like mentally I am in a better space. Um, I'm getting over my imposter syndrome. One step at a time, one step at a time. (laughs) Um, And I can honestly say that like my relationship is getting so much better Um, and not just from these lessons, but just more so from like the conversations that we've been able to have and stepping into a space where I'm like, okay, I recognize there's a problem within me Mm. that I'm ready to talk about and I'm ready to heal from. And I'm just really thankful that I have a partner that's like, I'm going to be with you every step of the way of that. So um, yeah, it's been a lot. There's been a lot going on in this little short time. um, And I am, I'm really excited to see like what happens. So I'll have some updates for you. Okay, I think it's a positive outlook to Thank look you. at a, a growing experience, which is what this is, right? Like, yeah. an end is always room for a beginning. Um, an end is not always horrible. It's actually probably more so like, thank you for your service. Thank you for your lessons. Thank you for teaching me more about myself. You know, thank you for mm-hmm. whatever the lesson was in that relationship um and we can still love and honor those people as much as we did previously but just maybe our dynamics change maybe you guys's needs have changed in in what you want out of friendship or whatever it could be it doesn't mean that an end is horrible it doesn't take away the heartbreak either right but i think time is just one of those things that just has to really do your thing and i feel i feel just so on the other side of where you are right now which is why i'm so just like in due time like i have a deep true just i know once this is through once the heartbreak is settled you're gonna be like oh my god what an honor that was to experience life with that person but look at me out here just standing up for myself and doing the things that i need to do for me and that sense comes with so just much freedom and it may not be tomorrow may not be next year you know but eventually it will absolutely happen and and there's no doubt in my mind I've when the first the show season one first started I was right there 
and we're season four now and i'm just like thank you so much for the release god from that space um and that's all i will say about that but (laughs) sending you love on your healing journey thank you Um, i can figure it out Mm -hmm. thank you i appreciate that and i feel like um there has been a lot of figuring it out for me there's been a lot of like very safe spaces that I've been in. Like you, you know, I spoke about it on the show about like having a breaking metatarsia and not being comfortable with, you know, like wearing certain things, wearing like open toe shoes and stuff. And I feel like now I'm in a, in a space where it's like, I'm definitely not going to go get surgery. Mm -hmm. Like I thought about that, but I also spoke to a doctor that was like, Hey, we could do this, but if it ain't broke, don't don't try and fix it. And um, I feel like that's always like the quick fix to things. Like instead of like learning to accept who you are, we always try to go and fix something. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't want to accept this. And this is like no shade, you know, like if you want to get something fixed and it's going to give you that more confidence, by all means do that. But I feel like I'm in a space where if, if I get everything fixed that I don't like about myself, then I'm not going to be who I am. Yeah. And I'm just never going to learn to like that. I'm good enough or I'm, I'm I, like, it's okay. So I feel like I've been in spaces where I'm more comfortable to just be like, fuck it. I'm, I'm out here. Like, this is me. you don't like it. Don't look, this you know, my body that sort of thing. Full, full glory. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, I've had many, many experiences where I'm just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step out. Like, a lot of people don't know what that feels like to be so insecure about a thing and like literally having anxiety about it. Like, okay, I can't wear this because like, I don't, there's going to be attention on me and I don't want that type of unwanted attention. And to just be like, there may be attention on you, but don't pay attention to it. Just stay so far into the moment that you don't even notice if there's eyes on you, you know? Mm -hmm. And if, someone wants to ask, like, let them ask and just talk about it. But if they don't ask, then keep it moving. Like I can't, you can't stop your life. And I felt like for so long, I felt like it, it was so deep that I was like, okay, well, I have to have a dress that's this length. I have to wear these type of shoes. I have to wear this type of clothing. And it's like, that's just so, that's so stressful. Like it's so stressful for a person. So I am getting to a space where I'm like, accepting and I'm like if my family accepts me if my man accepts me if my friends accept me who gives a damn about anything else like what what why and also I'm not everybody's cup of tea and everybody's not my cup of tea and I'm the cup of tea that I am the cup of tea for so right and I mean that is difficult so that's a hard lesson I feel like as women we're coming to a space of like accepting your insecurities freeing but also struggle um yes because it's a lot of mental shit that goes into that you don't just Hell wake yeah. up and be like i love my insecurities Mm-mm. you literally have to sit with them you have to question what is it about this that bothers me so much why am mm-hmm. i my hardest critic like mm-hmm. this is the shadow work aspect of it and a lot of people think like confidence when we see like women who we would deem by society like conventionally unattractive oh how did you get so confident you know those kind of questions like you don't really know what people have to go through in order to be comfortable within themselves and i feel like you kind of 
putting that question does it make any sense if someone was like well how'd you get so confident to wear sandals i feel like it's triggering you know what i mean yeah. like what do you mean how did i get so confident <laughs> what kind of question is that yeah. you know what i mean so i feel like you gotta be mindful of how you talk to people yeah because you don't know the process of of the confidence Right. I, right. I probably wasn't just born with it. I had to probably judge myself just as I feel judged by you right now. And this is triggering something within me. So it's a whole cycle. And I just see you working at it. Don't give up. Right. I feel like it is not easy um just coming in to love the things that we were told to hate about ourselves or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But this is going to step up your shit. I promise you. Yeah. I feel like there's nothing better than wearing confidence in a way that's like deep within self, not no fucking facade confidence. Like I am it. I'm that bitch. I'm that girl. You can only fake the (laughs) funk for so so long. And they'd be like, I'm looking through the cracks, bitch. Like this ain't really Uh you, you know, like, Uh you know how they say like people are portraying themselves to be one thing online and then something else in person. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be all around like right. people see me like that is who she is you know confident individual not right. how did you get so confident she exudes she is the moment she is confident let me not even ask that question because what am i projecting on her mm-hmm. i want to be that mm-hmm. confident where you don't even question my confidence question yourself ho anyway um, oh <laughs> oh <laughs> okay sorry so i'm just like interfering with your thing no i love this Thank you. but what about you girl what have you been up to whoa um firstly <laughs> I, no i'm just i'm not saying like that but like for real this has been interesting in great ways and everything has been positive but there has been some life journeys that have gone on these last few months and there was a a point where I was like debating with you I was like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to come back and do another season Mm -hmm. and we had this conversation and I just got so sick of my own voice I got so sick of myself um (laughs) I know it sounds so crazy but like having this podcast with you has really put my own image on French Street with myself and we had this conversation about being our hardest critics and I just got so wrapped up in like who do you think you are you know um me coming into a space of like wanting to go through ego death and not really be so wrapped up in my own narcissistic shit and I don't think I don't think that I'm narcissistic by any stretch but I do think that we all have narcissistic tendencies and hearing myself talk makes me feel narcissistic I don't know what it triggers I feel like I don't know I don't know if it's because my voice was muddled for such a long time that now that I have the confidence to talk I'm like bitch shut up you know (laughs) (laughs) why are you talking all the time why are you talking all the time so like I'm in the season of I really want to listen more I really want to talk less and this podcast confronts that issue head on Mm, because I can't listen on my own podcast I am forced to talk Mm 
you know and i also am one of those people where i'm anxious and uncomfortable in social situations i will try to fill the void of silence with communication i will check in with everybody i'll ask questions i'm super just like tell me more about yourself and like interviewing people because i'm not comfortable with silence and this season of my life is calling for more silence but how do i become more silent while talking more on a show so that was where i was struggling and i had to sit with um myself sit myself down and be like this is a small percentage of who i am and i deserve a space to go to that is strictly mine and yours. And I don't have to feel embarrassed about having that space because I'm doing so much more humility work like outside of this podcast too. Not that this is not helpful. I think this is a beautiful show, which is why we participate in it. But I've spent a lot of time holding other people's shit and holding other people's space. Like when I'm hanging out with friends, like I said, I'm asking questions, I'm listening, I'm working through issues with them. I'm facilitating and I'm putting so much on everyone else that why don't I deserve to be heard? Yeah. So that's some shit I had to sit with these last two months, two and a half months. Also, um, I turned 30 last month, literally a month ago, almost <laughs> to the day. And I turned 30 midnight on a plane to Costa Rica. And it was a beautiful trip because I didn't plan anything. I said, my intuition told me, God told me, I got it. Just just buy your ticket, set your, your Airbnb up. We didn't pick any place for any reason. We picked a random place pretty much out of a hat. We flew there and I just knew. I was like, there's going to be something here for me. And oh my God, was it? I met some beautiful friends with Sadell. I got some tattoos. I read some good books. I laid on the beach. I was able to just be quiet sometimes um we did me and of set with plant medicine out there and we got to experience costa rica with ceremony we did all of the things that i would have wanted to do on a vacation and we had yeah. no itinerary it just all happened organically and um originally we went out there to see if we could live in costa rica because i think i told you guys that i'm trying to plan to live abroad costa rica is absolutely on my list of yeses i want to go back a couple more times but yeah um this birthday was particularly important i've been looking to turn looking forward to turning 30 for like five years like i've i've been like when am i gonna be 30 i just feel 30 is just my age right now like i'm just in it like i'm really fully like a woman you know and something about 30 there's something here for me I don't know what this year is going to bring but it's going to bring something absolutely beautiful and even with that um I took it upon myself to create a a registry of gifts because I never I never I took this is your advice I never ask people for gifts I'm like no you don't have to give me anything and I always end up getting like stuff I can't put away because we we are minimalist so I was like let me create a registry and the registry was just records and books I don't care I didn't need no Gucci bag I didn't need any of that I just wanted records and books and my team my friends my people poured into me I have so much information I have so many collectible records now um Sadell got me a signed green tea ping vinyl 
No. Yes. And she is my favorite artist right now. Like, I'm obsessed with her. So that was like a beautiful gift. Um, I just been showered with love and friends that support me. Um, the day before we went to Costa Rica, I said, I'm going to do what I do best. I want to host a, you know, psilocybin ceremony at my place. And all my friends came through that are into plant medicine, besides one person who's like, I don't do that shit. And by the end of the night, by the end of the night, he was like, holy fuck. He was like, I see why y'all do this. He was like, I'm a drinker. And he was like, y'all have single-handedly made me not want to drink in a social space. Wow. (laughs) Ever. Again. Dang, yeah. Okay. So that was like mind blowing because we've been friends for two years, and he's like, "I ain't doing that shit." Like y'all, some damn cult <laughs> leaders. I ain't doing that. I'll show up. Not cult leaders. Yes. And he sat with us in ceremony, and he watched, and he was like, "Wow!" Like he had some truths come up for him. It was just a beautiful way to turn thirty, and he gave me my props. He was just like, "You are, you are it." And I was like, "Oh, I love that for me." Um. And on the other end of that, all this good stuff, this is still good, but some people will be like, oh, I was laid off two weeks ago from my employer. And I look at this as a blessing. I'm I'm grateful. Honestly, I feel like if they didn't lay me off, I would have been like, all right, I'm gonna chill here until the next thing pops up if that happens. But it didn't. And I was too comfortable in my job. And It just gave me the space to feel just like I don't really have to go anywhere, but I wasn't making enough money. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. It just wasn't enough to pay the bills. Um, So I knew that my company was kind of going under and that it did. And we did get laid off and I'm I'm able to now sit with myself without a job. And (laughs) I love that for me, to be honest with you. Because it's helped me tap back into my femininity on another level. Um, I needed to be alone. I'm here all day at home if I'm not like taking care of business without Sidel because he's going to work every day. And I'm able to have eight hours at the bare minimum to myself, right? Yeah. And that is magical because a lot of people don't know how to be alone. I don't know how to sit in silence. Say that again. Right? Mm -hmm. I was telling y'all earlier. And I have. I have had no option but to depend on me. Um, I have my own schedule. It's it's all me right now. Right? I have to get me together. And this is my time. And I have been trying my hardest to work through problems alone. Every time I, I face a difficulty in my life, I will call someone to offload. Like, I'll call you to be like, what do you think? Can I have your opinion? Or, you know, even Sadell or my mom or my friends, whoever. And I was dealing with a problem after I got laid off for six weeks that was not being resolved. And I was the only person who could take care of this. And I was yeah. trying to have my lease renewed, especially before, you know, anything went through with my layoff, because I yeah. needed to make sure that we still had a home. And I was the only person I could talk to the leasing office about like getting my lease together. Like I need my lease renewal and they lagged it. They lagged it for six weeks. I'm down in that damn office three times a week. Like, Hey, I haven't had my lease renewed. Like what's going on. And I had got to a space where I got so fucking frustrated because it's six weeks. There's no update. 
I'm losing time. My lease is up in July. Am I going to be able to stay here or do I have to look for an apartment? I'm not in a space to be looking for an apartment because I don't really feel like moving right now. Yeah. That's a whole thing. And I couldn't call you. I could, but I was like, no, I'm not going to call people about the stress that I'm under with this particular situation because I want you to do this alone. I want you to process the stress, process this pressure alone. So when you do get through it, you can be like, look how you did that. You were able to emotionally regulate yourself. I didn't lose my temper. There were times where I had cried before going down to the leasing office because I was so pissed that they are yeah. lagging their feet. Right. But I said, no, mm -hmm. we're going to Palo Santo. We're going to take a deep breath meditation. We're going to dry these tears up. We're going to put some lip gloss on and we are going to smile through the bullshit because you can catch more flies with sugar than shit. And mm -hmm. you are going to be grown control yourself because it's easy to go down there and be like what the fuck is <laughs> that's easy yeah am i wrong yeah i no, think that's wrong. easy i feel like that's what i've always been like what the fuck you know but i don't want to be that person anymore i don't want to conduct myself like that anymore so i did it i did it with the sugar not the shit um it took six weeks and i was adamant and i was stern but i was also very loving and compassionate for their situation and what they were going through and why it was taking them so long and eventually, I ended up getting what I needed to get done anyway. Good. Right? I and love that. Come mm -hmm. on now. Like, mm -hmm. I was up in a cafe one day, and I was just so pissed. I was crying at the cafe about how frustrated it was. And the coworker of the cafe came over and dropped off some free goodies. And she was like, I see you over here having a rough time, and I just want to give you some love. And, you know, like, people oh. showed up for me when I was having a yeah. hard time. I didn't have to reach out and be like, yeah. help me through this. So... That's what I've been going through. I know that was long-winded, but... <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> First of all, that's a beautiful thing. Um, I, I love that you said that you had to do that alone, process those emotions, because, you know, if I'm not around or if someone's not around, like, you're really, like, left with no option on how to, like, maneuver through things like that. So I think that was great. But I think when you're nicer, people want to help you out more because they're like, okay, this person is understanding. They were kind about it. You know, they weren't being rude or talking down to me because, you know, we've worked in customer service how many times? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. and how many times we're like, okay, well, if you were nicer, I would have stayed on the line with you and tried to help you through this situation. But because you're mean, click, bye. Um, and I think um, when you were saying that, I was saying about that incident that you had at Starbucks, I think, when the lady was like, I'm going to buy her a coffee because she was having a rough day. And maybe that subconsciously was in the back of your mind. Um, but this is really my issue and it's my urgency um, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I like that, you know, you had that talk with yourself and was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to be calm. Um, and you got the, you got everything handled, you know, like all these challenges that you're facing were just things that you wanted like even the layoff like not oh, necessarily yeah. saying that you wanted to be laid off but you wanted more time mm -hmm. to focus on the things like your passion and you were you were given that i so. am i'm given i'm i'm getting ready to take spanish courses because i i need to okay. learn the language um if I'm going to be living out of the country, I think it is my due diligence as a person yes. coming in to be able to speak to people in their native tongue. It's not mm -hmm. really their job to accommodate me in speaking yeah. English. So 
that's time that I have. I've been wanting to dive into my herbs a little bit more. So I've been taking herbal courses, um, obviously going to be focusing on deaf doula work still, and just kind of diving more into card reading while I'm also looking for a new job that fits me. I'm not taking any yes. job. I need it to be a certain type of job. And I deserve that. And I'm going to yeah. only set myself up for success with that. And that job yeah. will come. Um, I will have the job of my dreams, right? In due time. But in the meantime, I get to kind of recenter and refocus and dive into some ancient gifts that I've kind of been putting off on hold. Mm. Yeah, my, my calling, um, the Lord's calling for me. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm literally so excited. You should be. You should be. <laughs> and, you know, when the time is right, you will update us on all of the things that are happening. But I think um, it's, it's truly a blessing that you were able to have this time back to yourself and time that you're not struggling to, like, rush back into work. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know. I, I, uh, this, I've been wanting to get rid of my car. I love my car. It took care of me for years, but you know, I paid it off and I was just like, okay, I don't have to commute anymore. I don't want to commute ever again if I don't have to. <laughs> and you know what? I live in the city. I'm going to sell this car <laughs> because if I sell my car, then it's kind of like, oh, I have to get a job in walking distance or I have to get a job that's fully remote. And if I have to get a car, which I needed a new car anyway, I have amazing credit to do that. And I right. will if that is what is needed. But you have to know like what you are and what you are not, what you can yeah. do, what you cannot. I'm in a space where I'm privileged to not live alone and if I was living alone, then this will be a little bit more of a like need to get on the job ball right now versus right. no, I have put years into my relationship of taking care of the household financially um, half and half and, you know, doing all the things. It's kind of like allowed to me. My partner's blessed to have a great job and be stable. I'm not about to stress myself by taking anything right yeah that I don't have to do so if I want to sit up here and play with some teas and start taking some <laughs> clients in <laughs> with my cards that's what I'm going to do because right and learn Spanish and kick my feet up for a little bit yes what do you mm -hmm. mean <laughs> <laughs> yes. now imagine yeah. I'm bilingual mm -hmm. I can go basically anywhere I need to go mm -hmm. You know, I've been working things out, are a lot cheaper. you know, mm -hmm. kind of vibe. look at my hair, mm -hmm. look at my skin. I've yes. been working on my glamour magic, um, just hey. getting more. <laughs> this is real shit. This is no joke. And I'm fully out of the broom closet. I am. I'm done. I don't give a fuck. If you don't like what I'm doing at this point on this season four of the show, then you have been listening way too long. I don't right. know what to tell. This is not the podcast this for you. This is not the podcast for you. We are half Christian and half spiritualist. And that is just how we roll around here. And with all due respect to your religion and um, my beliefs, like, I think that that's what makes this show beautiful is that we are coming from two different perspectives with respect for each perspective. But I represent and embody the black woman who is searching for liberation um, from any oppressor and just knowing that the world is literally at the palm of your hands, right? Like anything that you desire can be yours. You just got to put the work in. Okay. Yeah. Like, 
Sprinkle, sprinkle. So. Uh, not you, the sprinkle, sprinkle, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, Miss Shira is a witch. Do y'all know that? Listen, I had a feeling like the, the reason that she uses so many green screens is because, you know, she can't really release her location and all that information. You know, like, I, don't get me wrong. I love her. I I am a sprinkle sprinkle girly in a relationship. I'll be like, that's right, girl. That's right. So, I mean, Miss Shira, I have I have a interesting relationship with her because I respect her. I do, but I also think um, I did a like deep dive into like her following and like the mm-hmm. women. And I'm like, oh, child, like y'all need to one what she is missing. I don't know if she says it, but like you got to do some inner work before you even start trying to manifest yes. anything. There was a TikTok that went viral. It was like, you cannot ma- manifest money in a dirty ass house. You cannot manifest good love in a fucked up ass spirit. You need to get your shit together. Like, See, I don't <laughs> think she's trying to manifest love. I think she's, she's trying, trying to manifest, manifest- <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to manifest money and some of these girls are too yeah. she's like she's manifesting money for the girls that are done with love like, yeah correct I tried that. Right. <laughs> i've done it i don't want that anymore give take me to the highest spender right and i'm like okay right. right and it's it's entertaining it very much is it and is. i feel like some of these girls you know go out and get yours okay because you deserve it you deserve men, it have put you through the ringer, okay? Start taxing, okay? Start hitting them pockets. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and there's a, I just feel like when it comes to like women in the spiritual space, so many people reside in the shadows. Like, you'll be shocked. Like, what? That person's practi- a practitioner or a high mm-hmm. priestess or that person in the Wicca or, you know, there's a million different cults to belong to, a cult. But I don't know Shira's background of like where mm-hmm. she comes from. But I do know that she is, like, really into, like, magic and influence and probably, like, seduction work or glamour. Hell yeah, seduction. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I mean, I support it. I support the women doing her work in the spiritual community. I 100%. I don't know about the women receiving it if they be knowing. Like, y'all don't know. I don't know if they know that she got right. a whole little a little witch page. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Yes, she's a big time witch, huge. Oh, see, mm-hmm. that's how she. See, mm-hmm. this is this is a thing though, because this isn't anything new. Mm-hmm. These seductresses, if that is even the word, mm-hmm. enchantress. I mean, they mm-hmm. had to, they had to, they had to start somewhere. Okay, they know exactly how to get what they needed to get. Yeah. So. I'm not surprised. Not uh, surprised at all. I, I I feel like a lot of people think like I'm saying like there is like practices like Santeria where you do you do um, sacrifices and that's an actual religion that you must be initiated to. That's not just like anybody could just be like I'm a Santeria practitioner, um, <laughs> right? Like you can't just walk into a place. But like Azalea Banks, for example, I don't know. Girl, what- I knew as soon as you said that. <laughs> She, I would say about her and them damn chickens. Yes. I don't know if she's into like Santeria or if she's into like um like Yoruba or whatever the practice is mm-hmm. called. Um the one that Beyonce's in. It's an African traditional religion, um, where they pretty much honor the Orishas, the seven Orishas and that's a whole thing. But Summer Walker too, uh Kalani yeah, as so well, um, SZA, um a lot of the celebrities. New was 
A lot of them. A lot of Because, I mean, I feel like they have seen some stuff. And you know what? I feel like if you just do a little bit of digging, you will see some stuff too. But after that, you just, you want to be more connected with yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Like, it's like there has to be more answers. And I'm sure, you know, we talked about this. And I know we're going to talk about it in this season. Yeah. So. We're going to finally have this conversation. Because I, yes. I feel like it needs to be had on both parties you know um but yeah there's a level it's levels it's levels it's levels and i can't speak on everybody's level i'm just on my little baby level right now (laughs) where all i'm trying to do is just understand how the universe works and utilizing resources that we are given every day to manifest the life i desire period like that's it just listening That's to it. God and source, following my intuition, and it has never led me wrong. So I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep following. But yes, that is my catch up. I don't know anything else. What about you? Um, I mean, I don't think I have anything else. Like, I definitely had some, like, traumatic things happen. Um, I'm not going to really go into details about it because I feel like we're on such a high. But um, some things that I had to sit with. Um, just like within family. And then when I think about some of the things that I had to sit with, like learning about myself, I think um, it's very similar to you. Like there's some things about me that I'm just like, I don't like that I do that. Um, Like more so like coping mechanisms. Like I don't like getting quiet when I'm upset or not speaking on why I'm upset or Mm. whatever. Just like I feel like I stepped in a, I'm stepping into a space where like, I know I have a voice and I know that, you know, regardless of how you say it, some things are just not going to be easy to hear for people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't say them. You know, you say them, you say them with love, but I have to show up for me. And I know I've mentioned this in the past and I feel like that has been my biggest challenges, not sure, not being sure how, what I say will be received. And I guess I'm also switching into a space where like, okay. And if it's not received because, you know, people have their own opinions about things too, and they have a right to express their feelings as well. How am I going to take that? Because Mm -hmm. just because I say something doesn't mean it's going to go my way. Mm -hmm. And like knowing that I have to be accepting of that. So there are some things that I'm just like, okay, I'm very self-aware. And I, I was talking to Jay about this. I was like, I've been self-aware for a very long time. I pay attention to patterns. I pay attention to tone. I pay attention to me. And lately I have been sitting with myself when something upsets me. And I'm just like, well, why am I feeling that way? What is, what's going on? Like, am I triggered? Am I, you know, upset for any reason? Like, what is it? So I'm gonna take y'all on this journey. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. But um, I'm just, I think I'm in a space where I'm just like, I'm ready to make some real change in my life because I'm getting to that age where we're like family planning and, and like just life planning mm-hmm. and where I see me in the next, you know, three, four, five years. And though I'm not saying that I need to be perfect. I just know that there are things that I want to change before I step into that space. Mm. So that's it. That's the last little update I have for y'all. So pray for your girl because <laughs> I'm going a, I'm to a be out there. So, yeah. And we got this. We will work yeah. all through 
all these things throughout the season. This is just a little taste of where we're at. We're now both in our 30s. We're both stepping into our wisdom years. And because 40, baby, I want to be auntie vibes. Okay. I need to be (laughs) 40 manifesting. I want to yes. be like, oh, she got money, okay? Mm-hmm. She got money. Mm-hmm. Calling in. That's 10 years from now. I could, we could do it. We could do yes. this. Auntie in Costa Rica with a whole garden and a fucking layer <laughs> of books and all the spells and the witchy magic that I could fucking mm-hmm. manifest in my hands. Yes. Come fly out. We about to go visit your auntie. Okay, come fly out. <laughs> come fly out. I got a little retreat. I'm a little yoga master. Okay, like, my body's on Call point. Dreads down to my fucking punani. I'm looking <laughs> better than ever. Better than ever. I love that song. Wait. I like that. You know what song I'm talking about. No, it's what Sun song? Girl. Oh, I love that. It's not my hot gem of the week, but I've been playing her song out. Sun and Girl. Oh, like wait, that. no, no, no. Oh, no, no. Girl, I was thinking of Baby. You know better, so you know better. Yeah, that song. Have you ever thought Okay, of- I got to <laughs> No, no. I got to I got to hear it because I don't know what you're talking about. It is so, okay? yeah. It's a manifestation, an affirmation for me. <laughs> let me, let me put, let me play this real quick. But no, when you said that, I was thinking of Tokyo Tony when she was like, pussy fresh and ready to go. And I'm like, okay. Ain't nothing fresh about her. I'm sorry. Miss <laughs> Tokyo Tony, I be feeling like I could smell the black and mild through the phone sometime. You know what? You know what? I'm not going to lie to you because yes, yeah. she does look like she smells like black and miles, but she's still funny. She's funny, as, but I just, she triggers me. There are very few people that I'm like, I just don't like you. I just don't know. I just don't like Tokyo Tony. Like, yeah, you're funny, but like as a person, I would know. Oh, as a person, she's you. trash. She's horrible. Yeah. Oh, trash. Oh, my God. Imagine being her daughter. Parent? Oh, no. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, Black Absolutely China has not. trauma. I would be, mm-hmm. Lord. Mm. Em- mm. Embarrassed. Mm. Okay? Mm. But you never know. It could just be a cycle because we don't know what her mama was like. Mm-hmm. And, or a grandmother Mm-mm. or whoever, Mm-mm. you know? We don't know the background. We don't We don't know the background. So it could just be a, a cycle of acceptance. So... With that said, mm-hmm. I'm gonna play that song. But um, are we at Hot Jam of the Week? We're at Hot Jam of the Week. Doing? What is okay? What's your jam? I just I'm sorry, I had to search for the song. So oh, let me just me, add it. So all right, Amen by Miss Cash. Bun B, straight yes. out of Houston. Yes. Bass Doesn't it give music. you that Texas? Yes. Yep. 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 Okay, yep. let me add that to my saves because I'm going to get into that. I like that beat. It was giving me very like old school country. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like mm-hmm. trunk music is one of my favorite playlists because it's all of that sound. So, well, you better go ahead and add that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I love that. I like the beat. I like I like the raspiness of her voice. It was just just raw. I love to see women not be afraid of like 
portraying masculinity in songs, right? Yeah, we over we get the overhyped sexual sexualized songs all the time, but like, give me that oomph, like Doja Cat's Mm -hmm. new jam. (sighs) Oh, I didn't even hear it. She dropped. She dropped something. Oh, wait, I did see like a picture of it and I was like, oh, maybe she dropped an album or something because she, you know, she said that she was going to start rapping mm-hmm. now. So oh, she's rapping. rapping. She's someone called her oh. Doja Lamar. Um, <laughs> no. OK, so yes. why did Azalea uh, Banks? No. Oh, I wasn't going to say. Wait, what the hell did she say? We'll get into the next episode. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, Lord. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, get the fuck. I'm just so tired of her. Like, I'm tired of hearing her name. I'm tired of her. Anyways, what I was going to say is um, my future brother-in-law was talking about she sounds like Kendrick Lamar. And he was like, he he always found that really interesting because he didn't hear a lot of like women rappers mm-hmm. sounding like, mm-hmm. him, you know, like or being able to rap like him. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she sounded I'm, I hate to admit that I love Doja Cat. Like, as like, why? Why do you? Because hate to admit she that? has been a little problematic the last couple months, and I separate the art from the artist all the time, which is why I, I'm not going to talk about Kanye West, but separating the art from the artist, Miss Doja is just. I just love her. I do. I'm not going to lie. And Rules from Hot Pink is one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. I can rap it from top mm-hmm. to bottom. And it does get very Kendrickly flow. Like, yeah. she just, she has that sound for me. And I, I appreciate it. I appreciate her masculinity in her music. But her femininity, too. Like, she has a good balance. She has a good balance. Yeah. Listen, we had this conversation some seasons ago. And I'm like, I just don't. You ain't got to tell me anything about Doja. I don't care. Like we love her. Whatever she got going on, and unless it's like you know some like predatory shit, if she want to do something, let her do that. That don't got nothing to do with me. What's the next drop? Thing. That's all I want to know. That's When's all the next I want to know. Want to hear it? I, I hear it. I love her. Like, oh, she on that. Dip- I, 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 I said I didn't want to hear it. Like leave me alone. <laughs> no filtering out the news. Mm-hmm. Just give me the mm-hmm. records. Um. Just give me the record. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. Anyways, so I have what's two your hot jam? I got. To, I have to give you two now because you had me bring up my little um my little ratchet music. So first one okay. we're gonna get into is Cleo Soul. Another one of my favorite artists of all time. This woman. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. This song is called Don't Let It Go to Your Head. And it's all about being in your ego. <sighs> want me to cry you must want me to be deep in my feelings really oh if you the opening opening amazing what no no if you want to cry save this song for me um please for real to get a good cry out to get a good cry out matter of fact i'm sorry stunner girl you'll be my song next week um no 
we're gonna play one more song by Cleo So as my second hot jam, and it's called "Know That You Are Loved." Please play that for Ooh, me. You trying to make me cry? Okay. You might cry. All right. This is a good song for shadow work, for self love. It is a mantra on loop. Go ahead. That is all she says. That is all she says. First of all, listen, I have heard clips of that song. Just, you know, like how people like take them and put them in the back of their videos. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I really like that. I wonder who sings that. Cleo, so you be speaking to my soul. Like, what? This is, that's beautiful. Like, even if that's all she says, like, I've. Like you said, it's a mantra. Like that is something that we're not about to get emotional right now. Like we was that. I mean, you're going through this whole thing right now. This is really important for you, right? Dealing with egos, dealing with love. I have had some good cries to that song for real. Some like ugly cries. I have had some good mirror work to that song. Um, That song is just, I found that song through a ceremony doing mushroom medicine with my friend Brandy. And we just threw together a playlist of our favorite music. And that song came on and it literally swept me off my feet. And to be in the space of medicine work and you're already in your feelings. And then that song comes on. I was like, you got to put when I'm in your arms because I need to be brought back up to um, a better space right now because we yeah. had we broke down to that song. We broke down to that song. So, yes, y'all, ladies out there, play you some Cleo Soul. She is like our version of Sade, um, Erica Badu, uh, just Alicia Key. She gives me straight pure spirit. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Mm, yeah. And that mm-hmm. album to make you feel better. Maybe this is your mom talking to you. That album is called Mother. And I saw that. Yes, that album is made really for her baby girl as like lessons in life. Oh, okay. I love that. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I've been Ugh. making shit all emotional. I'm so sorry. For real. So shout out to your mad. mama for showing up today for you. I was not um hoping to go there. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna get it together. I am going to listen to that when I am off of this because, man. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. um, we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another season. We hope you missed us as much as we missed you. And we were really excited for this season. I'm excited. And I know Bree's excited. We're going to have so many stories to share with y'all. Mm-hmm. So please stay along for the ride. And 
we will see you next week. Next week, baby. 